Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Side here. It's been a long while. I hope the reception's coming in uh, very well. Sorry for the delay. They were actually on the set. <laughs> Our shoot. We've been shooting since this morning. Actually, we've been shooting, shooting since midnight, and it's an effect shot we're trying to get here. And it went a little longer than expected, so my apologies for all you people out there waiting for us to come back live on air. People, what's been going on? It's been a really long time since we last spoke. I hope things have been going well on your end. Today's show is a very interesting title. We're actually going to do two parts of the show. Today we're going to talk about various things, but uh, I think the title is very self-explanatory as to uh, what the situation is. It could be kick me, rape me, everyone exploit me. That could be relative to the DRC Congo, or that could be relative to what's happening to our sisters back home in, in, on the ground, and not just the sisters, but the men and the children and what have you, and it's been very disturbing when I see what's been happening out there to our people. You know, I'm hearing about the Angolans um, deportating or deporting some of our women. You know, I think it was about 150 to 200 were uh, basically gang raped and forced to walk naked back towards Congo for about, I think, like 15 miles. And that really just really pissed me off, if I can uh, use that word. You know, smash I'll use that I want to use. You know, and no world outcry from the advocates and the people that say they love Congo and stuff like that. And people look them the other way. Then another report comes out that last year, 15,000 reported. Let's say it again. 15,000 reported women were raped back home. How did it get like this? 
And what exactly is all this advocacy that we've been doing accomplishing? I have to ask that question. Then, obviously, we know about the race that took place several weeks back. I think it was about 500 they were talking about. I may have the numbers incorrect, so I want to send me an email in if you could. Be so kind. Um, people, what's going on? How did it get like this? And where are all the people who are saying that they're, you know, allied with Congo and stuff like that? We're too busy. Let me let me come back to something I have to address here, you know, very shortly, you know, very quickly, because it's kind of like really a waste of time for me. But I think it has been pointed out. We have too much ping, um, finger pointing going on among the advocates. And it reminds me when Jesus was about to be crucified, and upstairs the apostles were arguing about who's the greatest among them all, instead of thinking about what was about to go down. And we have too many advocates out there, too many organizations, a lot of them on the East Coast, specifically, pointing fingers at each other, pointing fingers at right for, uh, Ray Topa Congo, pointing finger at Enough, or pointing finger at FOC or pointing finger at Connell Global or whatever, it's really annoying, and I think it's kind of pathetic because the only people whose voice matters in all these things here is the people on the ground back home. I don't care who doesn't like it in reference to what someone may be saying about the DRC. If they're speaking the facts and they're putting the voice of the Connellys first, then I'll listen to them. If it's going to raise the profile of what's going on, I'll listen to them. But when I see the bitching and moaning among a lot of the advocates, because enough has helped get past, past legislation in reference to the mineral stuff, then there's an issue that I have an issue with this whole thing. And I think we have to figure out a way of saying, look, it's only about the DRC that matters. It doesn't make a difference who passes the legislation. It doesn't make a difference who raised the awareness. It doesn't make a difference who got the, the signatures. We're all a part of this movement here. And I may sound a little um, uh, reception here. might be a little low. So I'm actually literally on a film, so I'm like 10 feet from the camera. But I really wanted to get this show done because we have women on the ground right now, and I mean that literally, who are wondering, you know, who's defending me? Who's looking out for me? I'm hearing about these people putting on their website that they're working with me, but here I'm on the ground getting brutalized, and I don't see them. I'm seeing these people saying they're building things, but I don't see what they're building. I see these people ask for contributions, but I see none of them coming to me. I'm seeing all these people talking about they're standing with Congo, but I'm, staying, I'm here standing alone. So what exactly is going on out here where people, I think people seem to forget exactly what the mission statement is. The mission statement is Congo DRC, period. And I think we have to be in the habit of working with the Congolese who are about the Congo first, not putting themselves second. It's really pathetic and it's really annoying to see so much time wasted in the Internet, email, speeches, panels. If I see on the panel, I'm going to lose my mind. In reference to people just talking about this organization or that organization or what they're not doing, what, they're, or what are you doing? That's my question to you. And you know who you guys are. I'm not going to elevate your organization by even mentioning your name in this context. But I don't think I have to by now because you know who you are and you know that you are as an individual or as an, or as an organization or what have you. But what are you doing? What, what, what action are you taking? Anybody can do a panel. Anybody can do a flyer. Anybody can do a website. But what march are you leading? Everybody wants to talk about this march that took place in eastern Congo where our sisters went out there and risked life and limb, literally, 
to go out there and protest. But what march are you organizing here in the state? What march, what, what march are you organizing? What are you doing? You're doing nothing but complaining. And when all of a sudden one legislation gets passed and everybody's saying, oh, my God, enough is just doing their stuff for resumes and CVs and to advance their career. Well, what are you doing? That's just my attitude. What exactly are you doing? I remember our good brother from New York, Joseph Mbangu, made a statement. Um, he, he pondered this question, which really touched me, when he said, I think it was during Congo week, not this one that just passed. I think it's that, that just passed correctly. Um, I believe it was last year when he said, what can I do? He didn't point their fingers at this person or that person or this organization or that organization. He asked the question, what can I do? And that's what we need to do. We need to look in the mirror and say, what can I do? What have I done? What have I done that's not working? What have I done that can change the course? Because the way things are going, everybody's looking at what everybody else is doing, but they won't look in the mirror. And I'm not talking about the angles running around who like to basically dog the Congolese because they don't agree with them, act like they're the big, you know, they're, 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 they're the return of the Belgians. They act like they're above the Congolese because they're the great Anglo and they live in the States and they know everything and all this stuff. Whatever. I'm not talking about those, those people who just basically already know their agenda. They have no place to go. So they think they can raise their mouths and raise their voices and someone's going to listen to them. But when you sit back and play back the tape, you realize they're saying nothing. I'm talking about those guys out there doing it like Dave Donaldson who took the time to write his book, Hearts of Diamonds. And I implore people to go read those books. Or another book that's out there whose title escapes me by John Leclerc that John that uh, John and Bongo had pointed out several weeks ago. We're talking about Noella over there building the school, GMS, uh, the foundation building the school in Mumbashi. Or Edu Congo who's doing their thing building the school in Mumbashi and going up to Nakasai and other provinces. Shatoa Foundation. People we have people dying out there. They're not getting anything from your T-shirts you're selling, your, your contributions you're making to these organizations. They're seeing nothing. Let's, not, let's get it straight here. There are people out here talking about their alliances and stuff like that, and all we do is point to the fact that, oh, it's the FDLR doing the rapes. Oh, it's the militias doing the rapes. No, we're going to be physically... We have a lot of these people running around this planet who are kicking Congo, exploiting Congo, and raping Congo for their own agenda. And I think it's very pathetic. You know, have you guys ever heard a woman when she gets raped? Let's get it right. Have you really heard a woman when she gets raped? What it sounds like when she's screaming? Come on. It's, 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 Let's see if we get um, something here for you guys to understand really how, how, how it gets down here in this groove here. And I hope this thing can work, if we can get this thing right here. Now what? Now imagine hearing that and multiplying that times five, times ten, times a hundred, times two hundred, times three hundred, times four hundred, 
times 500, times 6, 1,000, 2,000, 3,000, 5,000, 10,000. 15 of our sisters was raped last year, and that's reported. And I have to waste time on my email and Internet and getting phone calls, hearing clowns talking about each other. People, we want to talk about the Rwandans and we want to talk about the Ugandans. How about we talk about those venture funds? Who's that people? FG Blumenthal. They bought a loan, I believe, from one of the, uh, the European countries for 32 million years ago. You know how these debt collectors work. And right now that debt stands at $100 million. And they're going around the world trying to block deals, the Chinese deal with Congo, European deal with Congo, trying to get their money. And now they're trying to get diplomatic, they're trying to get diplomatic properties here, diplomatic properties there. It's not just the militias. We got everybody exploiting and raping Congo. All these guys have to do is say, you know what, just pay back the 32 million or whatever, and let's call it and move forward. But no, these little vulture funds, these venture funds, I think that's called vulture funds, if I'm correct. All they do is think about themselves. They think little black Africans or little bunch of Africans or whatever laying in the bush. They don't care. They just want their money. So any lawyers out there that want to file a lawsuit, file a lawsuit against those guys because they're adding to the misery of our country. We have just too many people out there. Just It doesn't make any sense why it has to be like this. And then when I look at my brothers and sisters here out here in L.A., the only person I saw even post remotely something in Hollywood was Tanya Kersey. And she had mentioned about the race that took place a while ago. We had the Levi Lee Simmons. He broke it down a while ago, and we had a conversation about some stuff. Those are the only two people I've seen in my circle who have talked about what's going on back home. And the people that really come to mind often, I have to give a shout-out to Chantel Hubbard and her friend Kesia. I'm probably mispronouncing her name, but she knows what I'm talking about. When they found what was going on and they were moved and said, my God, how come I didn't know? But my thing is, where is the rest of these people? Look at Haiti. You saw all these telephones going on when the when the, H, the earthquake first hit. All this money rolled down there. All this media rolled down there. And as someone pointed out articulately, I think it might have been myself, actually, before the earthquake of Haiti equals after the earthquake of Haiti. Because now we have a cholera epidemic exploding down there in Haiti. And I believe now there's some cases reported inside the capital of Port-au-Prince. People, where's all, the, where's all the telephones now? Where's all the phone banks now? Where's all the people doing stuff now? Nakia, I believe, I think I'll call her back. My God, we've been filming for so long. She has an event today, I believe. It's called, I think, uh, uh, it's a poker tournament for Haiti because she's sponsoring um, uh, an orphanage down, I think it's an orphanage or a school, something like that. They're going to buy beds and things like that. That takes place today, I think, in Gardena. I'm sorry I don't have all the information in front of me, but if you go to Facebook and look for Nakia Hartley, or if you're on my friends list on Facebook, look for her. She has information about she's doing some stuff. Uh, Patrick Basio, one of the best photographers out here in L.A., is in Haiti right now doing things. Julie, she's doing her stuff over there. Uh, for, for Haiti because she's always doing things and I believe she has another event coming from February but people what are we doing I've never seen so many people with so much doing so little or even knowing so little because for some reason there seems to be this us and them that is the, Af- the Congolese over there 
with the Haitians over there and who over here. We all have our problems. We all have our economic situations. But does it take, were all of us South Africans when we still with our brothers and sisters in South Africa? Were we? No. We came out there and stood against that injustice to make a difference. You, as Omar Congo said a while ago, and let's get something for the record here. He does, he, besides his own advocacy, he helps raise hope for Congo, raise awareness. I believe he was on the CD that came out some time ago. But it seems like people want to go by this, oh, well, he's just down as part of the conspiracy because, you know, raise hope is out for themselves. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> let's, get, let's get correctly. Oh, Cole has been doing advocacy longer than most than any organization has been around. Let's get it right. Our grandparents were fighting for Chicago when a lot of people's grandparents were even around. Let's get it right here in terms of advocacy, not around the planet, but in terms of on the advocacy scene. But I find it very interesting when you bring up somebody who's affiliated with an organization that someone doesn't like, that they say, oh, they just part of the problem. But I come back again. What have you done? What have you done for the DRC lately? There were some brothers that are uh, brothers and sisters that organized a march in New York some time ago. A couple of months, a couple of weeks ago, we heard the the uh, we are celebrating our, our Independence Day. The brothers and sisters up, I believe it was Syracuse, or was it Buffalo? I remember it was Syracuse. Got the mayor to come out and, and declare a proclamation. Did the did the national anthem of, of DRC and raise the flag? I mean, people. Uh, why can't we just replicate that across the country? It's, it, it's not just about raising awareness. Now we have to start raising the action. You can't break the silence if you're deaf to other people's suffering. Because I wondered why, and I'm still wondering why, the young sister, I believe her name, Victoria, I can't remember her last name, is sitting in a cell in Rwanda. She went back. She's a mother went back and wanted to run for office in a quote-unquote democratic election. And then she is thrown in jail. Her lawyer from America went there. They threw him in jail, let him go, and she's still sitting there. Going from this military judge to that tribunal to this court to that court. And all I hear, and I hear too much of the refrain of people saying, well, what did she do? Why did she go back? She was in Europe all this time. She was in America all the time. She was outside of Rwanda all the time. Who cares? She went back. So where's the outcry? The Nobel laureate over there, Manyamar, I believe it's Manyamar, just found released yesterday after about seven years of house arrest. Everybody's talking about her. President Obama's talking about her, giving her praise, giving her the love. And here is one of our African sisters sitting in a jail cell, one that she's going to see tomorrow, one that she's going to see the next hour, where is she going to see the next minute? We as Congolese, we can't sit there in our little bubble and say, help us, help us, help us, if we don't use our collective voices to help every, someone help somebody else that can help, that can use our, our awareness, our voices, our advocacy. Many of us were even in South Africa, and we still stood by the South African. And look what happened as a result of that pressure. So people... This, this thing that's going on with DRC is becoming uh, is becoming taxing. People are just kicking Congo when she's down. People are raping Congo as she's down. 
and people are exploiting Congo as she's laying on the ground. And all we're doing is pointing fingers at each other about, you're not the true voice for Congo, I am. You're not the true voice for Congo, that person is. Just like the crucifixion, when you had the people upstairs arguing about who's the greatest of them all, of all the disciples, and Christ is going to the cross, Congo is getting kicked, raped, and exploited by everybody. And all we're doing is bitching and moaning and pointing fingers while women are getting raped, our men are getting raped, our boys are getting raped, our girls are getting raped, and our country is getting raped. How much longer does this have to continue? How much longer do we have to keep sitting back and saying someone has to do something? Noella's out there building this school with what little resources she has and doing her connections here and there to get that school built. Our family at Congo and those guys, Lukusa and Yanga and those guys, are doing everything they can. Sangu and, and, and Esther are doing what they can to build the schools and expand it back home with the real resources they have. They're not pointing fingers at each other. They're pointing fingers at Congo saying, we are here for you. So why can't more of us people have the same mentality? Where's these marches in D.C.? I'm trying to organize one here in L.A. I'm doing a little something different, a little something different I want to do. But where's the marches in D.C.? Like we saw this. How can the sisterhood and all these people fly into eastern Congo, which isn't a separate part of Congo, it's the eastern portion of Congo, contrary to what Ben Affleck is, is portraying around the world these days, how is it they can be out there and this isn't the first march. They marched before in Kindu. How come they can march in that situation, not knowing that there might be a gun waiting for them in the bush or in the crowd, yet here we are, pretty much safe and sound, and we came on a order of march in front of the White House, in front of the Ugandan embassy, in front of the Rwandan embassy. Why can't we do that? Why hasn't that been done? But we have no problem saying, oh, give us your contributions. Oh, yes, we got profiled in the newspaper. You see, we're doing great things. Yet, how many people have gotten raped since we've been listening to this broadcast today? How many of our sisters, how many of our people have gotten raped and assaulted and brutalized? How much has Congo been ground to the ground since my last broadcast? What are we doing, people? We're wasting time. You want to waste time, that's your business. But sooner or later, when the accounting is, is taking place, people are going to ask you, what did you do? Raising awareness? We have enough awareness. We have to start raising action. If that legislation that was uh, helped co-sponsored by that uh, enough was pushing by getting all the signatures, it wasn't enough. It was all the people that signed that petition to get it pushed. Let's stop being so petty and looking at one organization because maybe you're a little jealous that your organization isn't even a footnote on a lot of these blogs that go around. Maybe you can't hold a Senate committee hearing. Maybe you haven't sponsored a play. Maybe you haven't produced a, com a commercial. Maybe you haven't produced a film. Maybe you haven't done all this stuff, but what can you, what have you done? Instead of pointing fingers, what have you done in the world that has saved a life, that you know has saved a life? Why is it there's this division of, these advocates on this side who only work amongst themselves, but they won't work with that person over there because this person is affiliated with that organization. That is so pathetic. It's like we have too many. You know, Mobutu's dead, but his spirit exists in a lot of these little phony fraud advocates running around saying, we're with Congo, we're with Congo, please. 
U.S. Congo as long as it benefits you. The minute peace comes to Congo, you're gone. Come on, people, let's work together. Let's work together so we can say, hey, look, maybe I can't save these people in bulk, but maybe I can save one person. One person. Let's, 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 let's stop playing around. Let's give it a little love here. Thank you. 
Asante monsieur Diawamba. Venez-vous de Kisangani Oui, mon excellence. Comment savez-vous Une simple question. Ma secrétaire m'a dit que vous ne parlez pas le Kiswahili. Non. Je vous en prie, mon excellence. Je ne parle pas le Kiswahili. Najua wewe ni nani Endelea kuni danganya Na mimi nitapanga uudishwe kinshasa Na wengizwe kwenye jela ya makala Ungependa chakunwa? Hapana, asante Asante kwa kuleta nilicho kuwamba Karibu Hatari yuko mjini Najua lipata usaidizi kufika hapa Nakubali Kishasa umemua kufanya nini? Hakuna. 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 Nada. Kwa nini mishina? Kishasa itachashwane imalize jambalini. Mwishina, Israeli inawinda kwa nini? Utabidi Kongo pia nifanya vini? Hatari ni majambazi waki wa mungu wa uwa wa kongo Hili luni kule kivu Hili baya tayari ya komba Wanao saliti kongo Yitemu ya terikani Lakini Mjichunge mzedi ya wamba Usiseme utakayo juta Naomberadi Mashini Siku makusuma Mitaweka hizo picha Nazitaka hizo negatives kwa masa matati Siku njema Y'all say me never did I want you Oh Lord, me tell ya Oh, 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 oh I'm so big with your Lord of God Big and shot it up on Facebook Yeah A little clip there From the flick Um, again Hopefully you can hear it over the music Music actually in the back was by a young brother, young Dave out there in the, the promised land of the east. <laughs> He's out there, I believe, uh, somewhere in Norway. Actually, I'm not sure exactly. Well, country Sweden. One of those countries over there where it's cold. But, uh, again, that's a clip from Once Upon a Time in the Congo. That was seen between Ambassador M.M. and Maitri Diawamba. But I want to give a little shout-out to my Haitians out there. We have a scene, actually, in the movie that's set in Haiti. So... For all those folks out there, and again, I want to give you a little, I'm getting these emails, like, when are we going to see the film? When are we going to see the film? You will see the film in January, and we'll do the actual feature length next summer. So let me give you this other, little, this other clip from the movie, Once Upon a Time in the Congo, that takes place in Haiti. So find your Haitians. If you don't speak the Creole, they'll let you know what's going on. Ride with me. <laughs> This is Kapwa. This is who? Mulele, I don't care why you did it. Sidi Mulele, RCD Rwanda at MLC Uganda Mulele. Oui. 
Vous dites que vous parlez avec Saïd. Mais quoi elle est arrivée là Parlez avec Saïd de qui ça On est. Pas besoin qu'on informe, pas parler avec avant. Yeah. What do you want, Moulele? Something Patrice needs to know is not a good enough reason. Vous parlez avec Saïd Bon, c'est maintenant. Vous voulez parler avec Patrice Il dit que ça fait un travail qui t'a C'est un peu de joke, Moulele Parce que si c'est, je vais vous tuer et votre frère. there yes the voice sounds familiar probably because it's my voice i am actually in the film reluctantly i'm not trying to be an actor but that's how i've seen case plays down in haiti so if you don't speak creole find a haitian they'll translate it for you if you don't speak french or people haiti find a congolais they'll translate it for you but anyways we have 15 minutes left here people kick me rape me everybody exploit me they see everyone sees a hutu and they scream out a bad name it's ridiculous man this whole thing is To see, it's so obvious, but when you're inside, you don't see it. But it's so obvious of what's going on, how everybody's selling lockstep with Kagame, go whining up, oh, the people that committed genocide are in Congo, and we have to go get them. Oh, we have to stop them before they come back to Rwanda. Oh, they killed so many of us, and we know that they even look our way, they'll kill us. Yeah, he's so confident now that even he said that a lot of people aren't buying his story anymore. And now he's pointing fingers at uh, Paul Rosa Medina, from uh, Hotel Rwanda saying that he funded the FDLR. Let me see if I understand this correctly. Kagame sponsored and funding about four different militias, and so they'll call them what they are, and not a rebel group, militias in eastern Congo, the eastern portion of Congo. Because, again, Ben Affleck has everybody thinking that eastern Congo is a separate country. So, anyways, he's sponsoring I don't know how many militias in eastern Congo. And he has the audacity to point at Paul and utter the lie of saying that Paul was a Medina is funding the FDLI, that's like the pot, <laughs> that's like the pot calling the kettle <laughs> a dictator. Come on, man. Be real. Let's get, it, let's get it straight here. It is just amazing, people. We don't have so much time left. Not to get back to the set because they're waving at me, but I really wanted to get the show. And, if you know, if my passion has moved you or offended you either way, you know, I have to speak on what I speak on. You know, I'm not worried about alliances. The only thing I'm worried about is the fact that 15,000 women people last year, 15,000 reported were raped. Angolans raping our women and, and forced marching them back to Congo, making as their butt naked. People, we have... As Malcolm said a long time ago, we have to defend our women. The Rwandans were cutting over open stomachs in Rwanda before they came to the Congo and did it there. This is the Tutsis who came down with Kagame. They're raping the women because they want the land. As a good friend of mine uh, articulated so well, they want to get, they want to rape the women so they won't have any more children. No more children means the population becomes stabilized and begins to decrease. And when that happens, they get the land. That's what it's all about. Yes, you have those little cowards out there 
or raping women because they're not men. There's a little bunch of spineless bitches running around talking about, you know, I'm the man with the gun. No, we ain't talking about those little cowards. We'll, we'll get them. I'm talking about these folks are saying we want that region there. Rape all the women. Or you could do like most Mussolini did, send our HIV soldiers down there to rape them and infect them so they can spread it. It's not even, there's not even a word. It's not even femicide, as some people like to use. I always use the word extermination. People were sitting during the time of one of the greatest exterminations in the known history of man or humankind. We're closing on 8 million. You have people running around talking about, oh, let's invite everybody to the table and have a negotiation and stuff like that. And Please, why am I going to invite the person to the table that's killing me and my family? You come to the table, it's because it's a setup, and I'm setting them up. But people, the more time we waste time arguing and pointing figures at each other, and I'm not talking about the folks who are doing business. I'm talking about the folks who are really trying to do something for the country. The more we do and waste time doing that, the more of our people, and I'm saying this as a Congolese, even though some people hear my accent and think I'm not from here, but yes, I'm from the uh, Kenwa. The more of our people are going to die. Do you really want your child or someone who finds out about the situation and knows that you're always talking about this, talking about that, to ask you and say and ask you the question, what did you do when it was all going down? What are you going to say? Get contributions to pay for your office space? Get contributions to pay for your rent? Get contributions to pay for your car note? Get contributions to pay for your bills? You think I don't know that a lot of so there's uh, a few people in, in this advocacy circle doing that? Seriously. Let's, let's, let's not be blind. If, if even a quarter of the amount of money was sent to DRC, the way it was supposed to be sent, what kind of difference could it make? Sooner or later, you're going to ask yourself and look in the mirror and say, have I really did everything for Congo or did I do it for myself? Am I really about the voices that need to be? Am I really speaking with the voices that need to be heard? Or am I using their voice to embed my voice so my point of view can be held? You have to ask yourself that question. What I'm saying is that as the title of the show says, kick me, rape me, everybody exploit me. They see a Hutu and they call out a bad name. Come on, people. I know we have the reports of the guy in, the, uh, in charge of the FDLR being arrested in France, a warrant being sent over to uh, the World Court, uh, to the ICC. To send, I'm sorry, an order to the French court. He's be sent to the ICC. But can we really raise our hands and applaud if it has to be taken because the other half of the step is that Bosco still roaming around with an arrest warrant on his head? Assassinations, murder. How many? Another Senate hearing is really gonna make a difference back home. How many have we had so far? We, as Congolese, and you've heard this, and some people don't want you to hear this, and this includes some of your friends in this group. We, the Congolese, have to be in charge of this movement to raise action. We already have enough awareness. I'm not saying it's not good because now you, have to, you know, this, this generation, you have to sustain the awareness because they have very low attention span. 
So we, the Congolese, have to raise the, you know, raise the action as Noel is doing it. Yang and those guys are doing it. Only Congo is doing it, what have you, raising the action. Chitoa, Joseph Mbangu, the brothers and sisters up in Syracuse, the brothers that organized the march down there in uh, New York a couple weeks back, the brothers and sisters that was getting down in Belgium, and they was, they was uh, protesting against the, uh, the government. And yet I look across the United States to the East Coast, the D.C. area, and I don't see a march. The last march I remember taking place there is a picture I see of Brother Joseph Mbangu and our good friend Dave Donaldson when it was cold. I think that was maybe last year. But if those sisters can march like that back home, we can have literally the million, we can have the million Congolese march in D.C. or L.A. or wherever it may be. People, yeah, Leisure Bolela building a hospital in Kasai, that's raising action. Not talking about we need a hospital, we need a hospital. It's like, what can we do? Let's build a hospital, a school. Let's get real, people. We don't have much time. And more people are dying. And it's going to get to the point where people are going to start seeing you who's looking out for yourself as the enemy, not as someone for the Congo. So before you start pointing fingers at other organizations or passing legislation, with the help of all of our signatures, all of our signatures, before you start pointing fingers at one particular person because he or she says something you don't agree with, let's remember, we all don't know what's in each other's heart. But we can tell what's coming out in their words. And there's too many words not matching the action that they're espousing. So before you start pointing fingers at Rwanda, you say you want to sit down and have a nice little cup of tea, you want to have a beer summit with Kagame and Museveni, and now I send the Burundians to try and get down to the groove again back in uh, causing problems. And now you have Angolans. It seems like we have no friends. We used to have friendly, you know, leaders back in the day. It's like now Congo has no friends. And everybody wants to say, you know, President Clinton's regretting Rwanda. Someone, I'd really like to hear what President Obama is feeling in his spirit when it comes to Congo. To see such a murder going on under his watch. If we're going to make a change, people, it has to be us. It has to be us to do it no matter what. And we have to be willing to risk something. Because we already have enough people risking their lives, literally. Let's risk something. If you can't do it, what's the point? Let me leave you with something here. Oh, man, people, we got to do something. We got to do something. Otherwise, we're going to have a problem. We are going to have a problem. We have four minutes left, people. It's up to us. We got to do this, and we have to stop fighting now. It's up to us. We have to do this. We have to get past this game. We have to remember that we have people dying back home physically, and we didn't get to the mental aspect of surviving this extermination, surviving the slaughter, as Beatrice uh, Umatazi's book is entitled. This is the physical. Don't forget the mental and the kids growing up seeing this. We have to make a difference. People are kicking Congo, raping Congo, and exploiting Congo. And that includes those vulture funds like, who they call it again, my friend? FB, FG, Blumenthal, something like that. Everybody. But when we rise, and we will, we'll have a nice little note in our hand of who was down with us and who wasn't. People, 
let me leave you a reminder of uh, what we're fighting for here and what we're up against. Seriously, you may want to cover your children's eyes for the next 60 seconds. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.